Welcome to Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. So glad you've joined us uh, for wherever you are. We see you joining us from around the world at goodlifetelevision.org where you can see all these great interviews, great people, overcomers, entrepreneurs, ministers, public servants, basketball players, just about everything. And we got a great one today. You can also find power clips at goodlifetelevision.org where we see some of those great moments. We break them up into power clips and, and of course, all the social media platforms. We'd love to have you follow us there. But Good Life is about the good stuff, and we're here to encourage, to inspire, to empower. And, and, and one of the things about this program is it's authentic. It's, it's good life, but not like in this glossy, there's no problems, there's no struggles kind of way. It's like, what's the real good stuff? Which can happen oftentimes in the midst of suffering, difficulty, pain that we all experience. So that's what good life is all about. Buckle up, because today we have the great... And I really mean that. Uh, Pastor Chuck Reed is with me. Pastor, welcome. I'm going to write you a you check right autograph? now for the yeah. great. <laughs> Chuck and Thank I have uh, known each other a little while. I was uh, fortunate enough to be a guest on his television program, which was an absolute ball. We had a great time. And, uh, and we will today as well. Uh, I want to start with where you started. Um, no place to start like the beginning. You're raised in, in a middle-class home in Watts, went to Amos Memorial Christian Methodist Episcopal Church. They had you teach in Sunday school, and you are actually ordained at 17 years old uh, and working with the youth. Talk a little bit about your ministry road and, and what it's been like all these years being called to ministry. And I know it hasn't been about the title for you, but it's been about ministry. You know, Talk about that. Well, I, um, I'm, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy, um, and like like any other person in life, you once you start experiencing life, you learn from it. You know, we can read a textbook, but until you get into the machine shop and build it and then put it on the track and make it run, then you see what it does. And that's how life was for me. And at that age of 17, you know, I thought I knew everything, and life happened, and I had to make some choices. Which way are you gonna go, Doc? Yeah. You know, right. which way are you gonna go? Right. And I made some choices. And I, I want to say I made some choices. <laughs> but we know how it's in when we say yeah. I. But, right, right, right. And that's I mean. you have to make choices in life. So you're called to Santa Barbara your first Sunday at church mm -hmm. as, as, a, as a minister there. Wow. You took a walk and you ended up in a park mm -hmm. and there was a homeless person. Mm -hmm. And you said that that kind of had an impact on your perspective mm -hmm. in terms of if I'm up, you know, in this pulpit doing this, I need to do that. Yes, yes. But talk a little bit about... Because you've had a heart for the homeless, you've worked with people on the streets, but talk talk about how the heart change maybe that occurred. Um, I, and I, I think I, it, it wasn't so much. It is a progression, but that moment in Santa Barbara as a as a new pastor, kind of grounded my eyes to what I needed to do here locally, right? Yeah. Not just globally, but just locally. As a new pastor in town, I'm nervous first Sunday. I don't know what to do. I'm nervous. I'm crazy. I think my sermons, you know, you write, you're a pastor. You write a sermon, and you look at it like, eh, and you guess it. And so that's why I was nervous. So I have to take my morning walk, and I walk my, a block down um, from where we're parked at, uh, the church was at, State Street, up State Street, to a little park. And as I'm walking through this park, I see two guys in the corner, it's 8 o'clock in the morning or so, and I see one guy, he's tied off, and the other guy is, pow, hitting him. And I'm like, wow, how can I pastor a church less than two golf ball swings away 
from where guys are shooting up moments before I open up the pulpit. Yeah. It's like, dude, you cannot, you have to address that issue before you can ever walk and talk to these fine dressed folks with their hats and their suits and their ties and their Bibles. Right. Talk to the guys with the needles. Yeah. Dude, that could be me. It could be us. It could right. be anybody. Right. Some, anybody's son, anybody's kid. Right. Talk to that dude. And that's, that's really what, what switched me up for ministry. And how do you, I mean, in your work with the homeless, in your work with maybe a drug addict or just somebody who's just on the street cho choosing that or not choosing that, whatever, mm -hmm. what do you say? Like, when you, when you walk up, what do you, what do you, how do you handle it? I, I do just what you're doing. You sit down and you talk to them. Hey, bro. Hey, friend. My name is Dean. <laughs> and that's where it starts. My name is Jesus. You're the lady by the well. Well, I'm not supposed to talk to you. Surely, we shouldn't be communicating. Surely. But as a sister, as a brother, I can't look at that. I got like this, come on. Yeah. Guy on the side of the road, you know, the preacher looked at him. Right. The rabbis looked at him. The church folks looked at him. That biker dude got off his ride. His hog jumped out and helped him. So... What, you know, what is ministry? Who was the minister? Yeah. Yeah. Cameraman, he's doing the TV ministry. Yeah. Bless me with the technical skills. Hey, Chuck, you got to plug the thing in before you try to turn the camera on. Oh, right. dude. It's ministry, technical ministry. Yeah. We all have a part. It's a part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we can't do it without each other. Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, it's interesting that when you, that they call it a body because, you know, <laughs> The pinky's overlooked. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. you get a toothache, it's yeah. game time. It's yeah. game over yeah. until that's fixed. Like, yeah. every part of the body matters and every part works together yes. to make it work. Yes. Yes. And that's such an interesting... Very vital. Yes. Yeah. You can't discount it. Right. Discount it. Um, <laughs> so one Sunday, I was feeling real good about myself. And I'm getting ready for church. Me and the wife are getting ready. And normally, this is a good Sunday because normally she's late <laughs> she's early she's ready to go to the and as i'm getting ready for church i stub my toe oh Ooh, you know that little that, yeah you know two percent of the one percent of the flesh in my entire body right and i can't even preach <laughs> well, the word the, the word of the lord has gone yeah i, I, I said god you know yeah, what I mean? Right. So our right. flesh, man, is so, you know, it's so, man. I play guitar and I cut my finger. It took me almost two years before I could get to that, before I could hit it again, because that flesh, I had yeah. to learn how to play like this. Right. Because my flesh, my, so weak, we're so weak. And, you know, and in the body, if yeah. you think, yeah. sticking with the analogy, yeah. if one part hurts, it's hurting. The, old, the whole yes. part the whole body cares. The whole yeah. body responds. Yeah. The whole we should. Should. If you feel the pain. Should. Yeah. Right. If you, if you tie it off and you don't feel it, you put a tourniquet on and you, don't right, feel, you right, tie right. it off like those guys shooting that poison. If right. you tie off your poison, yeah, you don't feel it. Right. That's a... Yeah, beautiful flowers. I cut one off, but I still have beautiful flowers, but that, that cute one's gone. Yeah. That, that beloved one's gone. Isn't that interesting? What yeah. gets you up in the morning? What gets me up? Yep. Well, the morning starts about 12.01. <laughs> and so I'm always late for the day. 
Yeah, <laughs> so about three or four o'clock uh, in the morning, you know, Lord will tap me on the shoulder and say, boy, you better get running. You're three hours late. <laughs> you wasted, you wasted three hours. Think of, think of, think of that every day. If you, if you could, you had to look at the Lord and say, look, I, the first, because I slept till eight, nine, ten o'clock in the morning, Lord, I just wasted eight hours of your day. So you're an early riser. You have to be. Satan is. He's, he's up at, at 12.06, waiting for that party to be over that I used to hang out. He's waiting for that party to hang up. Oh, it's the witching hour. Cinderella's coming home. Let's catch her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, 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 I remember wa watching so many of our young sisters walking home at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning looking so vulnerable. Satan's up waiting for them, crawling. Yeah, not a lot of good stuff's happening at that hour. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if the Lord blesses me to wake up at three or four or five in the morning, thank you. Yeah. I get to see that day. Yeah. Oh, so and you've you. worked as a police chaplain. Yeah. And that, is is that the same thing as a community liaison officer, or are those different things? Uh, they they migrated into one. They they kind okay. of they, they migrated. I think it was something. Uh, sometimes you don't. The position is made for you. Okay. And that's okay. kind of what it was. They saw the work. So yeah. <laughs> When people can't beat you, they join you. The PD couldn't beat me, so they joined me. Got it. Let's, we join, see what he's doing on the street. Yeah. He is in the corner. Well, hey, dude, we got the perfect job for you. I said, yeah, I know. You should be doing it. <laughs> instead, of, instead of arresting some of these people, and it's not a criminal. That dude is broken. A crackhead is not a criminal until he commits a crime. Skateboarding is not a crime. Unless you do it in, on, on the mayor's steps right. and you run over the, the mayor's toe, then it's a crime because that's an injury. So, you know, how do you look at it? So, I don't know. It's systemically, in terms of how we deal with drug addicts, mm -hmm. what needs to change or, or what's what the best it, approach? What, what if it was your mother that was a drug addict? That's right, right. How would you want to do <laughs> right? So how do you deal with that drug addict? Ah, that's my mama. And so how does that mama deal with the child? And my baby. Start there. I do this thing with my swim team. I have a little baby doll. And every once in a while, I throw the baby in the pool. And I start counting. I says, I don't care what you're doing in life. You better stop and see the baby in the pool. I don't care how many laps you got to do. You better see the Oh, lap you swam by the baby? extra push-ups for you so we have to take care of one another yeah and you have, to see, you have to see the need and the answer is just incarcerating oh, doesn't no, no. Oh, so there are <clears throat> I'm gonna and this is this will be this will be cool be cool but there are bugs you squash and there are bugs you need There comes a time in life where I don't make the decisions, but I wish I could. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wish I oh, swat that bad guy. Uh, he did a horrible thing. Mm. That's, yeah. I, and then sometimes, I, yeah, yeah, you made a bad mistake, Doc. You know, you made a mistake. Can, can you fix, oh, I'm, 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 I'm going to fix that. I, I'm, I'll spend the rest of my life correcting that. Yeah. You know, right? The heart. What, what you gonna do? Right. What you gonna do? I was offered. A, what you gonna do, Chuck? A cop said, Chuck, "What you gonna do with your life?" 
at the end of every practice, get out of here, do something with your life. That's what a cop, do something with your life. So at, the, at the end of every swim team practice, get out the pool, go home, do something with your life. Get a job, do some, finish school, do some push-ups, tell your parents you love them, make them think. And that drug addict, that homeless person, that preacher, he just needs somebody to sit by him and say, man, you're all right. Yeah, you're all right. You ain't perfect. I, I know you're not perfect. Show me a perfect preacher. <laughs> right? right? I've never seen one. Right. Other than that, you don't, right? So we're all human flesh. Right. Yeah, even the... I want to talk about your son. Woo, mercy. Happy birthday, JR. Today is his birthday. Today's his birthday. That's so why I took this date. Oh, really? I knew it would touch all of us. Well, I want you to talk about him. And I want yeah. you to, you, you lost, just for people that don't know, you, you, you lost a son at age 29 from leukemia. Mm -hmm. um, unimaginable for most yeah. people to think about losing a child. Yeah. Walk us through the, that. Yeah. that um, imagine if, I, if, if you could, if I took this ink pen and shoved it through the center of your soul and your body and your physical thing and your brain and your mind and your emotions and your faith and everything you believed in life and threw it out and I left that sitting there, what would be left? That's how I feel. And I'm trying to pastor a church. I'm trying to be a chaplain. I'm trying to be a husband. I'm trying to be the, the father to my surviving daughter. I'm trying to be a friend. I'm trying to be an upstanding citizen. I'm trying to get not be mad at my racist neighbors who call me out of my name. I'm trying to not be mad at the police who pull me over just because I'm driving my black. And then deal with the emotions of losing your child. And they say, he didn't snap. Uh. So when we say what makes a person snap, take any one of those things, you can snap. Right. And then you put all those things together. I'm in the pulpit, praise the Lord. My heart is like, Lord, you let me down on that one, Doc. We need to talk. Come down here, let's talk about that boy. Yeah. Why you take that one? I can tell you about 10 people on my church board I wish you would take today. <laughs> and he got, he got four of them now. You know, that should, so, that's the reality. It's my baby. So if you make this, so that's why, and that's the love of God. God sent his only son to deal with us. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. And that's when I got to the point where I've, I mean, I had the Lord in a headlock and I had him too. I, he was down for the count. The Lord said, okay, I'm tapping out Chuck. And then the Lord said, Chuck, I took care of your son. I, I, I took care of my son. I'll take care of yours. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes, sir. You got me. You're right. You did take care of your son. So my son is in your hands. So we good. High five. Match over. He said, now go on and finish my work, boy. Wow. Well, you got to finish the work. Work still got to be done. Okay, what you lose? How many paraplegics you know still got to go to work? Lose an arm. Lose, lose an arm. You still got to go to work. Got to go to work. How long, how long was the process of him when you, he was diagnosed with leukemia to when he passed? Uh, two weeks after we were assigned to pastor here. <laughs> right? Oh, really? So we were assigned to pastor here, and we were, so originally I thought I'd, I, so Bishop called us into the office and said, we want you to go pastor a church. We've got two choices, Bakersfield, I, and I had buddies in Bakersfield. I, I love Bakersfield or Santa Barbara. And my wife kicks me, boom, 
Santa Barbara because it's like um, uh, what's the old show with Zsa Zsa Gabor? Oh, right. And uh, yeah, Green Acres. Right. That's what it would have looked like. My wife is a very classy lady, and um, she kicked me and said, well, "You better go to Santa Barbara." And we get to Santa Barbara, and I'm pastoring this beautiful church. I'm going to do everything, make a whole community better. And my son gets diagnosed. He, the two years going into it, he gets, you know, you know, extreme chemo, they bring him back, and he, boom, he goes through it, he's a champ, he's a, he's a champ, he's a good-looking, strong guy like me, right? You would expect that, the heart of a champ. And he's, you know, he comes through two years uh, after that, and he's doing well, he returns to work, and he's doing well. So we had a two-year cycle of the hospital, learning how to navigate the chemo issues, and how to, I don't wish that on anybody, man. You know, it's a struggle, right? Uh, you become a doctor, <laughs> yeah. right? You learn to, so anyhow, and, and then you watch him recover. And then the, the, the crazy part about cancer survivors, now they know they can beat anything. So he was like, Shh, dude, dad, I beat that. So I protected him from gangbangers, from crips, thugs, bloods, sluts, tramps, bad cops, crooked cops, drugs. I protected him from all that. I could not protect him from cancer. So now I gotta watch him suffer and die. He gets a meteor, he goes back to work. He's doing well and he gets a mediocre cold and his immune system is so corrupted, it just it racks him down. So he goes back from 200 pound beefy guy, like, you know, looking good to, he's just sucked away in a few months. And then you can just see the writings on the wall. My baby's gonna go. So I look at it like as having four years to say goodbye. Because there are those parents that get that phone call. Right. Hello, Mr. E. Yes. Um, you know Charles Jr.? Yeah. Uh, you can come identify the vehicle. We can't even find a body. So what is that like? Yeah. So you have to, you know, you have to look at it. You have to put, you know, sister, sister, a, a child that I taught in swim team whose body was flushed away in the flood was just recovered. Think about that mother who's battling with the loss of a child. And I can't even find him. Yeah. I can't even, I, there was no goodbye. Yeah. So you have, to, you, have to, you have to look at it. Like, oh, I had four years to say goodbye. We, we did his, uh, I had a beer with him, I had a drink, we talked about stuff, we threw elbows, we shot basketball, we played jump, we did some sea walking together, we had a good time. I had four years to say, hey son, I'll see you when I get there. Yeah. Yeah. Clear a space for me, I know where you'll be at. Right. Get a space, but you still don't want to give up your baby boy. Oh. You know, you don't want to do that. Death is just such an unnatural thing when you think about it because we weren't made to die. I mean, we, you know, that that parting, that the goodbye. Can I call a timeout? Yeah. Yeah. No, I disagree. The Lord told us that. He said, "Get ready." He told us to be ready for that interchange, in the blink and twinkling of an eye. He told us to get ready. It's gonna go down. You know, I, this this is this has got to go. I love this sweatshirt. This is one of his sweatshirts. <laughs> right. Sooner or later, the threads will wear out. Yeah. Sooner yeah. or later. It'll bleach out yeah. sooner or later. True. Yeah. And so you have to look at it that way, man. Yeah. Sooner or later, that old eggshell and that old shell that you, yeah, it looks good. You're a very sexy guy right now. Right, of course. But sooner or later, Doc, you're going to be, right. and that shell's going to break. That egg was good, though. Even this pink tie's going to wear out? No. 
I think Pete Tizer <laughs> eternal. I think that's it lives forever. Yeah, only a bold man. Like the shirt. Only only the, well, those yeah. who are bold in the Lord. Right. So you're holy. These boldness. colors are who yeah. we are. We're yeah. bright. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, how much time do we have? Do you have a lot of time? We got ten minutes. But show me your books. What do you got <laughs> for me? You so, got books. So I have more questions, but I, I, I know you time. do. And so, like I told you in the in the when we when you did my show, yeah, I told you it was it was part one of a thirteen part series, <laughs> right? And That's so, right. And so you've been doing this. This is part. Yeah. And so the 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 crazy. I'm not a. I'm not prophetic. I just see things. And when I met you, I said, "This dude's gonna go." That's yeah. what I saw. And now here I am. Now Appreciate I'm on your show. Yeah. Here we are. And so how many more? You got a bigger wingspan. I'm just a little chicken. I was barely getting off the ground. But you're flying with the big birds. You know? Right? <laughs> this guy. Right? And so that's the kind of, you know? And so I, you know, I just, it's, 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 it's more amazing than little old Chuck. And so here I go. You're talking about when I was a kid, seven, 78, 79. Yeah. Yeah, and this hand right here, this is a blessed hand. This hand has, it's, it's a magical hand. And this hand was able to touch a whole lot of kids and say, hey, man, you're magic because of this hand. 1979. Oh, <laughs> no way. 1979, because I thought somebody told me I was a big man. I went to a big man's camp. I was the smallest guy there. <laughs> Something said, keep your day job. And I started coaching kids. And in coaching those kids, I took a group of my kids to see that guy play. And they took that picture of me no shaking way. Magic Johnson's hand. Can I see that? Yeah. So when you have your program, and, and it's, the, the cover's getting ready to fall off. It's like going to disintegrate. It's, it's very old. Oh, and I'm really, it's really fragile. It's going to okay. like, I got it. I got it. I so got that's it. me and magic. This is you right here? And, uh -huh. and so that's, this is a magic hand. Because I told my kids, I would high five. You got the magic touch. And they would go out and they would play. That, yeah, Chuck, we have the magic touch. And he signed this. And he signed it. But this was, he signed it like eight, ten years later when I had to finally catch up. Because once he became famous, that's his first year. His first like, year, 79. Yeah, he was, he, I was nobody. He was just a he was young coming, young, young buck. Young buck from Michigan. Now look at him. How great is that? Right? Yeah. So we don't know who we touch. Yeah. Right. Now, did, did, I, did I make him great or did he make me great? That's a great question. I'm still coaching kids, and every day I touch them, bless them in the name of the Lord, and they swim faster. And I've been doing this. You guys, now that you're swimmers, look out for those who may be in trouble. Look out for the smaller ones who may be drowning, because one of those children may be in trouble. It may be drowning. It may be shooting up. Yeah. It may be whatever. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing since that picture was taken. How great. Blessing those children. You can't do that in the church. Because church folks think they know the Bible. They think they know it. But you can do, you can spark some stuff in the child with a magic touch. I hold my hand up high. Give me five. I can't touch it. Try. Jump. Reach. Set your goals high. Don't set your goal down there. They said you can't do nothing. But you can do all that plus. You could be magic. You could be Wizard Kelly. Greatest ball player in the world. Who? Wizard Kelly. You never heard of Wiz Wizard no. Kelly? Do your research, Wizard Kelly. Wizard Kelly. Wizard Do you play Kelly. the league? Or are you... he's a, he was a cartoon character. <laughs> That's why he's the greatest in the world. <laughs> so he didn't play in the league. <laughs> yeah. Wizard Kelly. Wizard Kelly. That's genius. What else you got? Um, just that and my word. And then, and, then, and then I have, you know, because the Bible, 
the Bible has all the stuff that I, I, I want to do one day. What's your favorite verse or passage? Uh, let brotherly love continue. Can Hebrew 13. That? Can I see that thing? That, that's my preaching Bible. It is? Yeah, uh, Hebrew 13. And when I got in town, they said, don't use that, that Bible because it's too small. It is a and little they, small. And they got mad at glasses. me. Yeah. I said, but hey, the word is powerful. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. come back void. Never. My favorite verse, mm -hmm. Colossians 1, 13 mm -hmm. and 14. Your translation is a little different. Mm -hmm. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness mm -hmm. and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. Redemption's a powerful thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. You've probably seen lots of stories of redemption in yes. your work. Yes, yes. Is there anything better than an old guy becoming new, uh, addict becoming free, uh, racist becoming lo loving. A, is, is there anything more? Can I quote you from the book of Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. You're quoting me? Uh, yeah, this, I'm quoting you from the oh, book oh, of Chuck. Right. You talked about all those people. Yeah. This is your quote. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the nerd closer nerd. I get to God, the bigger he gets. Ah, yes. That's right. And I've worked on that. And they work on that. Oh, that's wonderful. Isn't that, that great? That's what it's about. You know where I thought of that? As we were in Washington, <laughs> D.C., driving near the Washington Monument. Yes. And we were way far away. I mean, yes. all the kids. And the closer we got to it, yes. the bigger it got. And I was like, you know, this is interesting. God in real time. Yeah. That book in real time. Right. Revealed to you. Right. That's what it does. You and this is alive. This is real alive. time. Yeah. That's and I'm, right. I'm, I'm speaking your words. Thank you. Well, that's great. Echoing, echoing, echoing. Yeah. Your words. Yeah. Thank so think you. about if I can if I can capture your words. How many children's children will your words touch? Oh my God. Yeah. This is like a party, isn't it? Cheers. Sweet toast. Oh, I love you, the man. The good life, Pastor Chuck. Thank you for joining us. This has been. Good life with Pastor Chuck. <laughs> Thank you, brother. See you next time. <laughs>